Hello, everybody. This is S. Anthony. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast. Uh, no wacky intro this time. And the reason there's no wacky intro this time is because I'm annoyed. I'm actually very, very pissed off. And for the first time in a long time, I've actually, I actually feel hatred for somebody or for a mindset. Normally, I get angry and I want to fight back against it or to expose better ideas. But right now, I actually feel hatred. You're probably wondering why. I'll give you a hint. On one side of the equation, you have a bunch of little girls, stolen, taken away from their families, and held at gunpoint, scared, somewhere in the forest or the woods, being held by gunpoint, by people that they know kill and murder people, people that they know sell children off to be raped because being sold to a guy you don't want to marry when you're a young child is rape, no matter what you want to call it. And on the other side of the equation, you have this bloviating racist liar exploiting them for ratings. That's what we have. Those are the two choices here. It takes a lot to make me want to choke somebody or hate someone's guts. But right now, the people of this mindset that mock these girls, I feel hatred for them. And I normally don't feel hatred for anybody. Ask yourself a question. You know... The people that are there are mocking the bring back our girls hashtag. And essentially what they're saying is hashtag activism means nothing. <laughs> hashtag activism. What do they expect to happen? Hashtag activism. There's hundreds of millions of people on Twitter. Look overseas. Look at Arab Spring. Look at many, many things that have happened because of, quote, hashtag activism. You can call it hashtag activism if you want to. You can come up with any kind of disparaging name you want to. But essentially what it is, is awareness of a large group of people. A large group of people who will make it a point to do something. You could have mocked television cameras in the 60s when they were filming the civil rights protests. What do you think Twitter would have been like if Twitter was around in the 60s? There would have been a hashtag called the March on Washington. There would have been a hashtag called I have a dream. You would have mocked them then. I know you would have because, quite frankly... Some of you are the same people that were around back then. It's awareness is what it is. That's what hashtag activism, awareness. And I don't expect you guys who have this kind of mockery in your heart for this situation, whether it be Ann Coulter holding up that ridiculous mocking hashtag, whether it be Rush Limbaugh mocking the entire process. kind of makes me wonder what level of humanity these people actually have. But then again, to have a level of humanity, it has to exist at some point. If the situation was reversed, and in this country, it was a majority African-American country and white people had been slaves and people were being awful to them, I can guarantee you there's no amount of money you could have paid me. Even at that point, being a, per a member of the dominant society, you couldn't pay me enough money to sit on the radio and mock hundreds of little white girls being taken in a forest by a group of people known for raping and murdering children and mocking an effort to, to, to save them. You would never see me on the Twitter uh, timeline holding up a sign mocking the effort to find them. It wouldn't happen because I'm a human being. You see, when little girls are a different color than me, I don't see the fact that it's a little white girl, a little Asian girl. I see a little girl. And in that child, I see my child or my friend's child or my neighbor's child or just a child of a fellow human being. That's what I see when I see a child being hurt. I don't see 
the color as much. I, I know it's there, but it doesn't have anything to do with how I feel about it. I still want to find that child. And I would mock the effort to find that child. Because I'm a human being. You see this mindset all over the place. People are talking about Donald Sterling and his moronic actions, keeping people out of a home and being a bigot behind the scenes. We know about all of that. I mean, is that supposed to be a shock? Rich old guy is racist? Wow, that is shocking. Did not see that coming. Come on. But what I see is, you can even go back to the Trayvon Martin situation. Boy's not carrying a weapon, gets shot going home to his dad. And he had an entire television network and radio stations devoting nothing but all of their time disparaging this child. Didn't say anything about the criminal who shot him. And have anything to say about that. Especially when you find out what a piece of shit he is now. And the fact that people knew what a piece of shit George Zimmerman was. You knew he was a piece of shit. But he didn't look like that kid on the ground. And a kid on the ground didn't look like you. So you didn't give a shit. Now granted, I may have given him more of a shit than these people. Because when I saw the little boy on the ground. And he was a little boy on the ground dead. What I saw was someone who looked just like my nephews. Who were roughly that age. What I saw was me a few years ago, having been in the same situation. But you know what? If I saw a white guy on the ground that was shot and didn't do anything wrong, you know what I would have saw? A human being that was hurt. And even though he didn't look like me, I still would have put myself in that position because that person's a human being and so am I. And that's the difference between me and the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. And me and the Ann Coulter's of the world. And the people that are listening to this, because if you're listening to this podcast, you know who I am. You know what my politics are. You know who I am. So you know pretty much where I'm going to fall in certain situations. And if you're still listening to me right now, then there's a difference between you and Rush Limbaugh and you and Ann Coulter and you and people of that mindset. It pisses me off, man. Every time you see these things on the news... It's always some asshole who has something stupid to say, not getting the point, not getting the point that societies evolve. Man, hashtag activism. <laughs> What's that going to do? It's going to bring awareness, moron. Think about it. You who are mocking it, think of yourselves as important. You think of yourselves as the only information source that matters. And what are you talking about? You're talking about. The hashtag activism. It got your attention. If it was so moot, if it was such a waste of time, if it was so useless, if it was such a big nothing, why would you feel the need to try to bring it down and try to denigrate it? If a five-year-old child walked up to me and said, I don't like you, you're this, you're that, what am I going to do, get on my knees and get into a verbal sparring match with the child? I would just go, whatever. I wouldn't even react to it because it means nothing. I don't give a shit what a five-year-old says about me. But if it was somebody who could affect my livelihood saying disparaging things about me or spreading bad information, I'm going after their asses. If a four-year-old tried to kick my ass in the street, I mean, come on, you had angry children swing at you. That kid can't hurt you. You just hold them out. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Then the kid gets tired. You put him on your shoulder. You put him to sleep. And there you go. But if another grown man swung at me, you can best believe something nasty is about to happen. Because that grown man could kick my ass because he's another grown man. And that's why you reacted to the hashtag activism, you stupid bastards. 
because you know at the right time and with the right cause and with the right momentum behind it, it can mean something. You bring awareness to a large enough group of people, no matter whether it's a, it's a hashtag, whether it's a newspaper article, whether it's a record or whether it's a, a musical piece of musical work or whether it's some stand-up comic doing a podcast or whether it's a fucking any other thing that brings awareness to a large group of people, it means something. <laughs> Don't let your old media bias, and Lord knows you know about bias. Don't let that stop you from realizing what's going on. And I don't think it did. I think the reason that you're attacking all of this hashtag activism, the Rush Limbaugh's and the Ann Coulter's of the world, is because you know it's a new way of thinking. You know that it's a new group of people coming online. And when I say online, I don't mean online meaning the web. I mean online in positions of power, online in positions to influence people, online in society in general. And your bigoted ways are on the way out. You see, these people actually, if you look at them, a lot of them don't look like the little girls that are missing. You see, they have the ability to care about people that don't look like them. They have the ability to care about people in another country. You see, most of us give a shit about people even if they don't live here or look like us. It's a growing group, guys. And your group is getting smaller, which is why you're getting louder. <laughs> you stupid motherfuckers. Every time you open your mouth, yes, the people listening to your radio station by the way, a smaller and smaller number. They think it's hilarious. They sit in their cars and their trucks and they laugh at it. And they don't realize that as they sit in their cars and their trucks or at their office or in their or driving a cab or whatever group of people consistently listen to Rush Limbaugh's show or think Ann Coulter is interesting, that group of people, you're on your way out. People who have compassion and people who look at other human beings as human beings are on the way up. It probably kills you guys to see gay people on television. Just being regular, regular folks, you know, like actual gay people are. I know it kills you that the president of the United States is a black guy. And I know it kills you that the first lady is a black lady. And I know it kills you that the first children are black. I know that destroys your asses because you knew once that happened, my friends, you knew it was the beginning of the end of bigots like you. And it is. I hope there's the kind of change in the country when I'm the age that my mother is. I hope we have that level of change between now and that time in the distant, in the distant future that there was between when my mother was a young lady before she had me till now. Because if that's the case, much like the Bull Connors of the world, <laughs> your name's going to be a pejorative term. They're going to say, oh, God, this guy's a limbo. Oh, God, she just she's coltering all over the place. Oh, geez. Oh, look at that. Oh, come on, man. I just stepped in the big pile of Hannity. You don't think that's the case? <laughs> Anybody smiling when they talk about J. Edgar Hoover? Hmm? You ever heard of the term called McCarthyism? People use that when they want to insult somebody. Nobody goes, hey, man. Oh, you're the best, man. I mean, I love the way you threw down some cool-ass McCarthyism up in here. That is the best. Nope. It's an insult. Just like your mindsets and your thoughts are insults to humanity. 
They're little girls, guys. Little girls who wanted to go to school in a country <sighs> where that can get you killed. Maybe that's what maybe maybe that maybe that's what you want here. Because, you know, people of your mindset are taking money out of schools. Last thing you want is informed voters. The last thing you want is knowledgeable people looking at what you're saying. You always have the nerve to call people who disagree with you low information voters. But I can guarantee you that I'm not a low information voter. And I can guarantee you the people that oppose you are not low information voters. You know why? Because we actually believe in science. You see, we don't have jackasses like Marco Rubio looking at people who spent their entire life studying climate science. And because he gets a couple of bucks on some jackasses who have coal companies, most likely. I don't believe anything those scientists say. I don't believe scientists. What do they know about science? Really, Marco? Now, that has now Marco Rubio being a douchebag and an idiot has nothing to do with these little girls. But I'm just talking about an entire mindset where you just don't want any kind of progress. You just don't want people that don't look like you to have anything or to be anything. You love it when they're below you. I mean, even your hero with the trickle down economics. What the fuck is that kind of bullshit? <laughs> I don't understand you. And. To the people who listen to Rush Limbaugh on a regular basis and to the sponsors who put ads on Rush Limbaugh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Yes, I know racists and bigots have to eat, but racists and bigots probably watch other shows, too. I'm sure there's some racists and bigots that watch shows that aren't racist and full of bigots. They, they, they don't just watch that. You could put some ads on the Big Bang Theory. I'm sure there's some radio, other radio stations in the world that don't hate black people and that don't hate poor people and that don't hate middle class white people. There's stations that exist other than the ones like this. You can still get the same coverage. You can still have people listen to your show that don't deal with that ridiculousness. But I guess you won't pay attention until people stop buying your shit. Now, granted, you will get an upsurge in sales because the biggest will try to counteract the bo the boycotts that are sure to come, you jackasses. But eventually, even they will get tired of spending extra money buying chicken or spending extra money buying pizza at, at places that sponsor assholes like this. But it would be better to be a, a good corporate citizen and not do that crap on your own, wouldn't it? You see the same kind of hatred in government, you know, voter ID laws and all these kind of things. You know, it, come on. I mean, we know we know this is a hate. We know this it's all the fuck you black people, fuck you brown people, fuck you Asian. We know what it is. You know, imagine let me think about a world where the government literally actually gave a shit. What would that look like? <laughs> Imagine if we actually had a government that actually gave a shit about the people. What would that look like? Imagine driving on roads that were smooth and bridges that weren't cracking. Imagine getting injured and being able to go to the hospital and not going, oh my God, I'm going to get thrown out of my house because my leg is broken. Imagine having it not be a big deal that your kid goes to college. Imagine them not being a big deal 
what part of the country they go to or who they marry. Imagine if they had a pregnancy that was threatening their lives and they didn't have to travel three states to terminate the pregnancy, even though no one wants to terminate pregnancies. They do that because it's a necessity and it's one of the hardest decisions that a woman has to make. But imagine what that world would look like and feel like. I'd like to be a part of a world like that. And a world like that where people actually gave a shit about each other, in that kind of world, there wouldn't be people that kidnapped little girls and take them someplace to sell them to be mur or mur to, to be to be sold to some jackass who's gonna buy them. They wouldn't have to worry about being raped or murdered because they want to go to school. And there wouldn't be radio stations that mock those kind of things because those things wouldn't exist. There would be no Rush Limbaughs in the world. And there would be no Ann Coulters. There'd be no Sean Hannity's. There'd be no Fox News. There'd be no racist right-wing radio. None of that stuff would exist. Because the hatred that is fostered by those things wouldn't exist in the first place. There would be no hatred like that. And even if it was, it would be such a fringe thing. It would be something that as a society we'd look at and go, that's a shame about those guys over there. But fuck them. They have no power anyway. The power is in the hands of the compassionate and the intelligent. That's the kind of world I'd like to live in. And I would love it if I'm when, when I'm my mother's age or my father's age. I would love it. I would actually have, 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 love it to have that happen earlier, to be honest with you, damn it. I don't want that shit. To, I want to be old when the shit happens. I want to be able to enjoy it. I don't want to be going, damn, I'm 80. I got like five, six years left to enjoy this shit. No, screw that crap. Although my mother and father are nowhere near that old, by the way, because they may hear this and kick my ass. So they're not that old yet. So just want to point that out. I know I'm changing the subject, but I know I'm talking about something serious, but I also don't want to get uh, have two old people whooping my ass. So, you know, that's kind of embarrassing. Back to the serious topic. But that's the kind of world I want to live in, man. I want to live in a world that's like that, where there are no bigots exploiting little girls for ratings. I only have one more thing to say, because we're essentially done with this podcast. First thing I want to say is, fuck you, Rush. The second thing I want to say is, fuck you, Ann Coulter. And everybody that thinks like that, and everybody that believes that, and everybody that, th that behaves that way towards people, whether it's out in public... Or in private, for the rest of the society, the society of the compassionate and the intelligent and the evolving, I feel comfortable speaking for the majority, which is that group of people, when I say to all of you with that mindset, fuck you. Okay, folks, that is the end of this podcast. There will be no theme song on this podcast on the beginning or the end. Because I consider this to be a pretty touchy subject and a serious one. And I was so fucking angry when making this that I took a lot to me to maintain my composure because I'm extremely angry about this entire situation. I just want to say I want to thank you guys for listening to me. This is being recorded on Tuesday. Uh, it's either going to be dropped Wednesday when I normally drop it or I might just go, you know what? Fuck it and drop it on Tuesday. I don't know yet. I really just don't know. But it's being recorded on Tuesday. Um, if you want to get, if you want to check out the home base for this podcast, it's s.anthonysays.podbean.com. The email is the s.anthonysayspodcast at gmail.com. My Twitter addresses are at, at s.anthonythomas and at s.anthonysays. Although 
I spend most of my time on Addis Anthony Thomas because that's where most of the people are because I had that one the longest. But I would suggest following both of them because the Addis Anthony, the, uh, Addis Anthony says one is dedicated to the podcast, information about the podcast. So follow both of them, damn it. Um, we need the entire society to do what it takes to bring back our girls and to make sure that no more girls get taken. You know what I mean? Let's get it done. See you later. S. Anthony out.